0: When you're smiling, hey you! Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hello, movie lovers! Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGory. For today's podcast, I'm going to be doing a review on Stay Alive. Now, this is going to be part of my 31 Days of Horror review, and now we're actually on day 22 of the whole entire countdown for the 31 Days of Horror. And then, I'm going to be talking about something that one of my fans actually sent in to me, and it's going to be about, did the uh, Warner Brothers abandon the DCU? Then, I'm going to be doing a little bit of a question thing I did for myself, which is, what horror video game would I like to see turn into a movie? So, with further ado, let me go ahead and get into this review for Stay Alive. So, basically, this movie is pretty simple. It's a very simple premise. The premise is very simple. Teenagers that play on- an online game that has a horror theme... But the action taking place on the computer screens becomes a terrifying reality when they realize that each time a character dies during that game, the person playing that character dies the same way that they died in the game. Now, this movie is 13 years old. And if you look at the graphics, if you look at the way that this movie was shot with the way the video game graphics are today, it's very pixelated, it's very blocky if you think about it with the way the graphics are, but it actually worked during that time back in 2006. And another thing too that I actually have to say that I that I want to go on and say, if you look at the graphics from San Andreas, uh, Grand Theft Auto, Auto San Andreas and compared to Grand Theft Auto 5, you can actually tell the difference and how far along we are in technology when it comes to video games. And look at 13 years later, and wow. The graphics are different. Everything is just fantastic. It's a lot more cleaner than what we got back 13 years ago. And it's just crazy how time actually flies after 13 years. And you see, 13 years ago, too, we also didn't have an Xbox 360 or an Xbox One. We didn't have a PS5 or a P- or anything like that. and Or a PS4. But what we did have, we had an Xbox... We had a PS2, and we had a Wii. And I highly doubt that they would put this kind of video game on a Wii. So, either we would end up buying this off of a PS2, or we would buy this off an Xbox. So, anyways, another thing I want to mention too, although this movie takes itself serious, yeah, there is is a, a lot of this stuff that goes on in this movie where they actually, the characters and the actors who's playing these characters take this whole entire thing seriously to where you can actually be sucked into their world and they're actually having to survive against this uh countess that's actually the name of the ghost that's actually haunting them in the video game and they have to try and survive against her or else you know they die in the same way that they actually died in the video game but It's all about trying to draw you in and this movie does draw you in at the very beginning especially what happens with the main character's brother and then of course he's also a video gamer as well and then at the funeral the brother the main character goes on ahead and finds this video game and then him and his group of friends his other group of friends winds up playing this video game in the memory of his brother And next thing you know it, they're being haunted by the Countess. So, I like that aspect to it and stuff like that. The acting in this movie is really good and you can relate to the characters. You can feel how scared they are when they are trying to survive outside the video game against the Countess. But another thing too is, you actually know when something is actually horrifying that's going to be coming at you. Especially when you hear the rumbling of the controller or the rumbling of the music. That allows you to know that something is scary going to be coming and everything. And also going to be trying to kill these characters. And to me, I'd rather have no music, nothing to let you know that something is coming. But for a video game adaption horror survival survivor video game adaption movie that's an original idea. I kind of like the idea behind that because it allows the, the characters to actually know that something is going to be coming after them and then they actually have to try and survive against that that ghost and that's actually a hard thing to do whenever you look at it but I like the originality of the whole entire story where this is actually an original game that's not even based off of anything and you have these characters trying to survive against this ghost and I really enjoy this movie every single time whenever this movie actually comes on tv I'm glued to the TV. I always have it on... Get this. I actually recorded this movie on my DVR one time. And then after that, I had to change out my DVR and everything. And then it came on again. So, I recorded it again. And now I have a different DVR. Now I have to go back and try and record that movie again. Because I will at least watch this movie at least over 20 or some, some more times. Because I like it that much. Because I'm also a gamer myself. But as for a horror video game... Movie, I recommend this movie, but I also want to listen. Let you guys know this there is some humor in the movie, but not enough to take you out of the movie. But like I said, these characters are relatable, so you can actually relate to some of the characters in this movie to make not make you feel like that you're just wasting your time and energy on this movie. But there are some plot holes, like for instance, one of the characters dies in an unfinished house and they just leave her body in the house they don't really mourn for her at all they're like oh okay she died they went on ahead tried to stop the bleeding or whatever they cry a little bit and then they just leave her abandoned there's no time to actually reflect on her death or anything like that or at all and then this ghost also tries to cheat its way even if you don't play the game even if you power it off the ghost will try and still try and kill you so I don't know if it's the fact that they didn't have enough time to actually mourn because they're actually scared of this ghost trying to come after them. But I just wish that they would actually did something where it was a little bit more realistic to where they can actually mourn over some of the friends that they're actually losing. But it's just one little small plot hole, but not enough for me to take, take myself out of the movie to where I can enjoy it. Then, of course, there's the game developers. They didn't go into specifics on how or why they made the game. To me, if they're going to remake this movie, which I hope they actually do, because I feel like now, in 2019, they can actually make a good movie with Stay Alive and also bank on that because especially look at how horror movies are going now they're making horror movies for like six or seven million and now they're making bank on that and this movie actually cost 20 million to make and it actually only made like 27 million i think over at the box office which is not much to actually go on and it didn't even meet its own budget at all even if you take a third away away from that it bombed but I feel like if they go on ahead and get Bloomhouse on this thing, it could actually be a really good movie to be remade again. And maybe people might actually enjoy this movie. But you know, this movie's been overlooked and everything and I think I'm pretty much the only one that thinks that this movie's underrated and not that many people actually talk about this movie. That's why I like doing this 31 Days of Horror because I like to actually introduce people into movies that they may or may, may not have seen. Like the movie you're next or something like that but you know like I said the main character it there's a lot of main characters that you are actually gonna like in this movie then there's another little plot hole and this movie actually takes place in New Orleans and it takes in the heat of Mardi Gras and there's just something really unrealistic about this one thing where you have the gothic sister living uh that has this video game cafe with her stoner brother, and they run this cafe together, but there's no one inside this whole entire thing, there's no, and not only that, but rent is really expensive in New Orleans and stuff like that, it's like, okay, you have the stoner brother that's not really doing much, doesn't really do anything, and then here's the gothic girl that's just, oh, um, just being over there, uh, doing what she has to do to keep everything running, i wish that they did a little bit more background on that part but as far as this movie goes and everything it's a lot of fun it's a lot of great moments in this movie to where it won't take you out of it i enjoy watching it every single time like i said i hope that you guys end up checking out this movie if you ever get a chance once again this movie is called stay alive and now i'm gonna go on ahead and talk about the question that one of my fans actually reached out to me about why did Warner Brothers abandon the DCEU? Here's the thing. They didn't abandon the DCEU. The DCU is still existing. It's still doing its thing. It's just that it's, they're developing their solo projects first. Before they actually go on ahead and try and do another Justice League movie. Because they realize that they screwed the pooch on that one. Because they tried rushing it to catch up with Disney. And they realized. Okay I need to pump the brakes a little bit. And try and figure out what I'm doing wrong. And I used to say this all the time. Where Warner Brothers was like the Minions. Where they're just running around. With their heads cut off. Not knowing what they're doing. Not knowing what their franchise is. And not caring about what they want to do. And right now. They're three for three whenever it comes down to the DCU universe. I would say Joker, but Joker's not even connected in with the DCU, so I can't really say they're four for four. But right now, for their solo projects, they're three for three. Especially when you look at Wonder Woman, you look at Aquaman, and then you look at Shazam. They're they got three good heavy hitters right now with their solo films. Now They have Wonder Woman 84 coming out, you have James Gunn directing Suicide Squad, which is a team-up movie, and then you also have the Birds of Prey movie. Now, I'm kind of weary about the Birds of Prey movie because of the fact that after Suicide Squad came out, which was not highly received from critics or for fans, from fans or anything like that, especially with the choppiness of the movie, especially with the way things were filmed in that movie nothing really made sense even with the director's cut it didn't do anything like the Batman vs Superman extended cut I might actually do a difference between the, uh, the review between the difference between those two later on but for me it just didn't make sense on the director's cut for Suicide Squad and I'm kind of weary that this is actually going to be the same kind of issue that we might actually have at Birds of Prey because of the fact that they already, here's the thing, I like the character of Harley Quinn, I like how they established her in the Suicide Squad universe, the thing that I'm really worried about is the fact that as soon as Suicide Squad was over with, they're like, okay, let's do a Burst of movie, and I feel like that they didn't take their time to actually develop a good uh, script that was well enough to where... I could actually put my faith in them saying, okay, I think that this movie could be really good and not be rushed. And I looked at the trailer and everything. I liked aspects of the trailer. I've seen bad trailers to good movies and I've seen good trailers to bad movies, but I need to see at least one more trailer to sell myself on going with the Birds of Prey thing. But anyways, back to what I'm trying to say, they never abandoned the DCU. The DCU still exists. Don't forget, we still don't have our Batman yet. That's going to be directed by Matt Reeves. And then the sparkling uh, vampire guy from *The Twilight is actually going to be in it. And we don't know what kind of universe or anything like that that he has set up with that. But it's also part of the shared universe with Shazam, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. So at least we have that established. So we have four characters. Now, if the Batman solo film actually picks up, they're going to be... 5 for 5 during that time because of the fact that Shazam 2 hasn't even started filming or anything like that you don't really have much going on with that and then if you have like the Suicide Squad movie and that's a home run and everything it could go really good for WB finally. And I like the fact that they actually realized, hey, look, we need to pump the brakes. We need to figure out our universe. We need to figure out what we're going to try and do. We cannot compete with Marvel. They're already ahead of us after God knows how many years of doing what they're doing. We are not going to be able to pull this one off. So we're going to have to figure out what what they're doing. Another example of me calling them the minions was like, imagine that there's a fire. And in the background... There's a fire going on. And then the executives are doing an interview. Sir, is that a fire? No, there's no fire over here. There's no fire. And then all of a sudden you see a guy in the background with a fire extinguisher or anything like that. Everything is fine. Everything is good. (sighs) No, don't worry about that. That one's okay. That's what I used to remember calling what the WB used to be. But now... They have their universe established. They know what they're doing. They understand their own universe. I think that WB, Warner Brothers is in a good spot right now to where they understand their universe. Now, I wish they would hurry up and make Shazam because these kids are actually getting older, which also makes me kind of hesitant with the next movie because of the fact that I want these kids to be younger. I want them to be at least a year or maybe two years older, not where it's like three or four years down the road and everything, and by that time, and everything, you would have to recast again, and I really don't want them to recast, because I really like the kids in this movie, and Zachary Levi did an excellent job as, as Shazam, I really enjoyed Shazam a lot, but I feel like they need to hurry up and capitalize on that before it's too late. And then, of course, they need to establish Superman again, and they need to figure out what if they're going to keep Henry Cavill or they're not going to keep Henry Cavill. Because I really liked Henry Cavill as Superman, I really do. It shows a little bit more of his human side in the and um, Batman versus Superman opposed to. When everybody thinks of him as the poster boy for America and everything, the good old boy. At least in this one, it shows some, at least in the DCEU with Batman versus Superman, it actually shows some human humanness to his character. Especially whenever you see that one scene in the courtroom where he's seeing everyone dying and he's the only one still standing because of what Lex did. And it shows his vulnerability towards that and I really enjoy that. So... I think that once we have everything settled and everything, we're going to see more of what the DCU has to offer. But for right now, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. So, now I'm going to turn around and talk about what horror movie video games would I like to see. Now, the reason why I'm doing a little bit more of a horror flavor to it is because of the fact that Halloween's coming up, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I want to see an Evil Within video game. Either directed by Guillermo del Toro or directed by James Wan. Both of those guys know horror. They know how to do everything. If you look at the square head guy, that's what I'm going to call him. If you play the game, you know what I'm talking about. Where you actually have to turn the oxygen off in order for you to, um, because there's actually poison gas released into the ear and you actually have to turn the valve to actually shut the poison off and you have the square looking, um, monster thing coming at you with the block on his head. And I think that Gilmore Del Toro or James Wan would actually be perfect for doing the, for doing the effects for something like this because they know horror, they understand what horror is. And then not only that, but Sebastian is also one of those characters where, you know, you feel bad for the dude. You feel bad, um, because he has to go through all this, and try and survive in this hospital, trying to figure out what's going on in this in this hospital, especially when they're dealing with uh, the scientists dealing doing all this stuff to different people with mental mental patients and stuff like that, and different science experiments. I really think that this would be a really good movie for Guillermo del Toro, James Wan could do because of that horror feel to it, and I really love playing the evil within one and even even within two to me those are the best horror survival video games that you can actually own right now and actually play aside from dead by daylight but dead by daylight to me is going to be a little bit more of a horror well harder ground to actually cover whenever you're trying to do a movie like that especially when you have all their oc characters and then of course they also have some licensed characters that they actually have but it's all about according to how the player's actually playing the horror. Uh, how they're actually playing the killer. Or the survivor. And to me, I'd rather go on ahead and see something else besides that kind of element to it. Because, like I said, in Dead by Daylight, it's all according to how you're playing the killer. And how you actually make it as the killer. But that's just how I'm viewing it and everything. I just don't want to see a Dead by Daylight mo- uh, horror movie. I want to see a Evil Within, an Evil Within 2 movie, or an Evil Within or Evil Within 2 combined with a Netflix TV show, or a Hulu show, I wouldn't mind actually seeing that because of the four elements to it, and I really, like I said, those are the one, two of uh, the ones that actually stand out to me, because they actually have that little bit of a Silent Hill kind of feel to it, and Resident Evil kind of feel to it, and then... Like I said before with the whole entire square head guy and everything. You also have other horror monsters actually chasing you down. You have a big old chainsaw guy that kind of looks like Leatherface in a way. But he's not Leatherface. But you have zombies. You have all these other big creatures in this video game. That can actually be adapted into a good movie or TV series. For at least two seasons or maybe three or four seasons. Depending on how they want to do things. But I'm all for the fact that they actually get James Wan and Guillermo del Toro to do something like this, because I'm a huge horror fan. I think that, you know, I'm. Uh, here's the thing: everybody's like, "Well, you need to have gore." To me, I don't like having gore in my in horror movies unless it's there for a purpose. But for having gore for the sake of having gore in a horror movie, this does not work for me in some aspects. It depends on the movie, and if I know for a fact that's what they're actually doing. I'm like, okay, that actually fits in with the universe that they're trying to create. That's actually what they're doing and everything. I'm all for it. And with this kind of thing, you actually do need to have that blood and gore into this movie and everything else too. Because of the fact that's the universe that is the evil within. But anyways, tell me what you guys think. What movies would you like to see that's adapted into a horror movie? because there's also the other thing too that I would like that talk to you about that I would like to see too but I'm gonna get that uh tomorrow and everything I'm gonna go on in and talk about that again but until next time bye-bye